Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, a trauma-informed spiritual mentor, certified meditation teacher, and human design expert. I'm empowering empaths three times a week in recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse, childhood trauma through human design, self-care, mindfulness advice, and expert interviews. This is Season 5, Episode 31, Understanding the Toxic Interactions in Human Design Types, Manifester versus Projector. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional help. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know. I'm just so confused. I love him, but... I don't know if I can live without him or in this toxic cycle. I know. I felt the same way. You will get stronger every day with time, and you will see you are free from their toxic cycle, and it'll feel so good. You know what would help? No. What? I think talking to a professional therapist could really help. Well, therapy... uh I, I don't know. I I will just be judged and told that I'm crazy. Are you sure? Well, in my experience, that was not the case. I was not judged at all. As a matter of fact, she was able to show me that I was actually being abused and that I wasn't going crazy and that all of my doubts and fears were validated. And if you've had a bad experience with a the therapist before, you know, there is a thing called therapist shopping. And BetterHelp has a number of therapists, and it's convenient and online. You can just meet with them in your pajamas in your home. Oh, really? Are they expensive? As a matter of fact, it's professional, it's affordable, it's convenient and effective. You can say you can join over 3.7 million people who've decided to get help and get happy with BetterHelp today. And you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. Thank you, my friend. I feel better already. I'm glad we could meet up. Me too. The link is in the show notes. Welcome back to another lesson in human design and my point of view of how when they're both unconsciously interacting, how this creates the toxic relationship dynamic. Today we're covering projector struggles with the manifesto. So let me just explain the two types before we dive into things. So again, the projector is a type that is a non-sacral being, meaning their second up square from the bottom is white. It is not defined. They do not receive consistent energy. They are not like a battery. They are more like an amplifier, like a receiver of energy. And of course, amongst their own self, they do have energy. You can't say They can just sit around because they don't have any energy to amplify. What happens is that when other consistent energies get into their aura, they do amplify that. And so they get more amped up. They get more jazz. They get more motivated. They get just more like doing kind of a drive. And so the manifester also is a non-sacral being. So you have these two open sacrals. And anytime you get two open centers, it is kind of like this energetic lightning ping back and forth. And it just kind of like 
it's bigger and bigger and bigger, like a multiplying. So I would say the struggle first with these two non-sacral beings is to tune into your authority, tune into your strategy. So you're not feeling like this pressure and urge to run yourself ragged, essentially together, right? As you're interacting with each other. And the projector has a very strong sense of efficiency. They are very wise. They can also be very stubborn, depending on their personality. Either they've been conditioned to not speak because they don't matter, whatever that toxic childhood happened. They're not like everyone else. And so you get kind of two ways the projector can bring forth their wisdom. Unconsciously, first, the projector can hold it, withhold it, become resentful, or speak it in the wrong timing and not be heard and still become resentful. And they, they are like the judge and jury. Like they, they just know that how things should be done. It should be done right. It should be done this way. Why are they doing it this way? I'll give you a great example. My, again, this, it goes back to childhood, but we all have experienced childhood, correct? And this is where we're conditioned out of our human design types and strategies. So I am witnessing in real life my projector child struggling with in school, which is very generator type oriented processes, right? A to Z, you need to explain all your math and, you know, write it all out. And my projector child, she's like beyond the level of the math currently, but she's struggling mentally. Like her mental health is really frustrated because she knows the answer or she can find the answer a very efficient way through the chart or the table her teacher gave her. And so she's getting really mad. Like, why did she teach us a shortcut or why did she teach us, like, give us this table if she doesn't want us to do it that way? And she wants us to do it the hard way and write out a whole page of how I got to that answer, right? The projector is just driven crazy by all the extra work and processes that are just so unnecessary. So here is this beautiful example. I know it's a, it's kind of like a generator mixture with the projector, but I'm describing to you that projector's sense of knowing, like they have such an efficient way, but this is life. We experience bosses and partners and different things that don't operate like us. And so the manifester also probably struggles in school because they just want to go and do and get out. They see a vision. They have energy to initiate something. But again, that generating type of school structure says, oh no, we have to start at A and work through and get to Z. We need to show our processes. So the manifester has very intense energy. It's a fire energy. It is that initiator. You see a vision and you literally can just go do it. All the other strategies have to wait to respond. The projector has to wait to be invited. The manifestor strategy is envision and do it. <laughs> well, inform before doing it. If you want the roadblocks to be cleared and people to not stop you, make sure that you inform of your envision and then go ahead and start it, initiate it, and do it. So the manifestor type is one that can be very intense, can be very challenging, can be very um, initiating. And 
is this, this is what we need. This is what we need to start projects. But because that they are a non-sacral being, they also need to be able to delegate. They cannot do all the processes in the middle. This is why most of us are here as the worker bees, the generators, the manifesting generators. We're the worker bees. The manifestors are the envisioners, the inventors that here, this is what we're creating. Help me out. And they delegate to us. The projector comes alongside, standing side by side with the manifester and says, yeah, I see your vision. And this is the most efficient way to get to the end result of your vision. And so you kind of have like, let's take an old, I don't know why this is coming to mind, but like a king or a pharaoh, right, of Egypt. That's the manifester, let's just call it. They have a vision. They want to build the pyramids. And then alongside that wise sage advisor is the projector that stands alongside them and says, yes, this is the way to build your pyramid. And then the generators, manifesting generators, are all the worker bees that get the pyramid actually built. So you can see how we all work as a puzzle. We're all very different. And not to leave the reflector out, the reflector is the person who tells the, who tells the pharaoh where the pyramid should be placed. They feel within their body comfortable in the right place, uncomfortable in the wrong place. Before we get to the clash between these two energies, we're gonna dive into a quick commercial break. When you search Empath and the Narcissist on Amazon for materials to read, what do you find? A whole bunch of pages full of the same title, um, Empath and the Narcissist. Hmm. So how do you determine which book is the one to read? Well, that's up to you. But all I can tell you about my book is it shares snippets of my story of how I didn't always exude confidence. I didn't always have the peace of mind. On the contrary, I emitted a sense of insecurity that was palpable. I people pleased everyone at the expense of my own health. I hated myself and I lashed out when I couldn't take it anymore. And in my book, I relate to you, dear empath, so you can read the words and know that you're not alone. That is the main goal of the book. The second goal of my book is to give you tools that I use to find my strength, to leave the narcissist, and to heal and be on the complete other side of the dark abyss. I am meant to be here on earth to help you heal and transform from your trauma from being a survivor to a thriver. You gain healing exercises at the end of each chapter. It's a guidebook to heal your childhood trauma. It has effective somatic healing exercises. It has astrology and how to understand and know your true authentic self with a human design chapter, giving you a brief overview of the human design 101. If you wish to feel alive again and take back the power in your life, then scroll up and click the link in the show notes to listen on Audible or buy your hard copy or paperback on Amazon today. And by the time you get to the end of the book, you're going to be wondering, what exactly does my human design chart say about me? Grab your human design unique blueprint reading on a call with me to help you identify how magnificent you are and how unique your energetic blueprint is here and how much you are needed for your impact. That in the link in the show notes at ravenscott.show forward slash shop. If you are looking for community to lift you up, 
as you heal and are in need of a safe spiritual growth container, then hop on over to join the Empath Healing Community Membership, where you will gain monthly group coaching calls in a healing circle, where you can dive deeper into the healing rituals and topics to gain clarity, and you will gain support in understanding your unique human design blueprint to be over the narcissist once and for all. This container shares with you how you can actually find your unique light in order to shine it out into the world when you are ready. As a sampler, hop into the Free Empath Healing Facebook community and join the discussion on this episode's topic today. Look out for the live Q&A events there every Friday. Click the link in the show notes. So the clash between the projector and the manifestors arrives when the manifestor cuts off the projector because there's they're going so fast they don't want to wait they have the vision the manifestor is a closed aura we all have different auras based on our different types the manifestor is a closed aura the projector is a probing aura and the generator manifesting generator is a warm kind of just right there warm and fuzzy aura just kind of boop, open but not projecting just how do I describe it? It's just right there. It's like a nice honey glow. Whereas the projector is this probing, like magnetic red pulling and the manifestors is a closed aura. So when you're unconscious about this, the manifestor is unwilling to depend on anyone else. That's also the clash. If they're not living, which I'm sure they're not because they're not patient enough, according to their strategy to take a moment in form, then their energy is really intense and everyone gets really afraid for them. Like, no, why are you quitting your job and starting this like without having some type of backup and plan? And if they don't inform, then they're going to hit a lot of roadblocks and people are, are going to be scared for them and put place doubt in their mind, all of these different things. So again, as it's well, the beautiful thing about both of them being non-sacral beings is they both enjoy independence. They both need to dispel that energy that they've been amplifying all day, have spend some alone time. It is very much a, again, when it is healthy, it is they respect each other's alone time space. They maybe in a certain situation, you have to two different rooms. You have two different houses. Like you don't have to live monogamously with somebody to be with them, if that makes sense. Having your own home space or even having your own bedroom. Uh, There's just something about the non-sacral beings and having that alone time is really important. So if you're unconscious about this and you go along with what the normal traditional kind of cultural standards is, is living together, sleeping in the same bed together, like not leaving each other's side or feeling anxious or codependent, like, oh, well, they need their alone time. That must mean something bad about me or they're, you're not worthy of their love or they don't want to be around me. Those things like that can really cause anxiety and clash when that's just that type's ideal. They ideally need that space, the independent space to chill out, to stop amplifying everything. So this is the importance of knowing your type and knowing 
who you are and being conscious about that because then you can, I guess, stop feeding into your fears and anxiety about, do they love me? It's like, yes, they love you. They just need their alone time. And it might make more sense when both parties are non-sacral, but when you're raised in condition, you might still have that anxiety as a non-sacral being like, am I loved when someone's going off and spending alone time and decompressing? But in a healthy couple, there is mutual trust and there's mutual respect for each other. Each one has a unique role to help each other out. Like I just gave the example, the manifester, <laughs> the manifester is very energetic. It has ideas and it's ready to go. It can't go for a long bouts of time like an energizer bunny, but it sure is like a fire and it gets started and then it needs some help on the back end to keep the fire burning. The projector, they're sensitive bodies. You know, a lot of, again, their sacral's open. More than likely, your self-identity is open. So you can feel that sense of ease or disease within someone else's feelings about themselves. And I'm going to bring up another example just because I'm living in it right now. This is an experiment with this whole human design thing. My projector child came home and really like was rocked to the core upset about another friend saying mean things to a classmate member in class. And it's almost like she felt like how bad he felt about himself when this person was talking down to him. And she absorbed it and she brought it home. And it's still really hard to talk about this at nine. They don't understand like this whole energetic concept. Like it's really, really hard. So all I can do is break it down into like the simplest form and share with her that, yeah, I just need to dispel that energy. It is something that he was feeling and you might have been feeling a bit of what he was feeling. Like you have a really big heart and you have empathy. That's really great. Yeah. So stand up and speak up for him next time. I don't think she was saying anything. She was just observing and a bit of like in the deer in the headlights kind of froze and not sure what to do. So it's just a learning lesson of how to interact with all these different people and behaviors and energetic bodies. But they're very sensitive bodies. And the, the manifester is very energetic and can be very wild. So unconsciously, this could be a big clash, right? It's like, boom, let's go. And the projector's like, hmm, I'm not feeling it. Like, no, too much. But at the same time, when you're they're conscious, the projector can be anchored by the manifestor's energy. It's just all about like being aware and being conscious. So if you wish to feel grounded, take a tip from the projector and manifestor and spend some alone time. I think all of us, no matter what our sacrals are, we all have different energy centers that are open that we need to release and dispel through alone time. So that's my take on the human design toxic relationships between the unconscious projector struggling with the unconscious manifester and some of the solutions and explanations of 
once they become aware how amazing and powerful of a couple they really could be. Because the manifester, right, can initiate and start something huge and the projector can guide and say, yeah, let's do it this way and very efficiently and be that anchor and be that advisor for the manifester. Yeah, and so the projector can really be that anchor for the manifester's power. And a lot of people are intimidated by the manifester's power. So I had a question coming through on Instagram. Shout out to Victory Astrology. She's a manifester and she was like, I need help finding somebody who can handle me, right? Because it's like so hard as a manifester. A lot of the generators, manifesting generators, can't quite handle your lightning in a bottle, powerful energy. And sometimes the manifesting generators clash with you because they also are lightning in a bottle, but they're just like all over the place. I think it's also a matter of being conscious versus unconscious, you know, finding somebody who is open to learning about their human design type as you get to know them further along in your dating. And, you know, there's not like one particular type that's great for a manifester. Um, just had a guest on, I just had a guest on Jesse Agadani and she's a manifester and she had manifester parents and she said, boy, was that like difficult, right? There was so much energy going around. It was probably a bit tense and big emotions were flaring at many times. So it's just a matter of being conscious. I mean, it's possible to be with another manifester. It's possible for you manifester to be with a generator or manifesting generator, because if you're informing and you're conscious, that generator or manifesting generator can come alongside and help you. And you can delegate to them with whatever you're working with or in the household or things like that. And a projector, if you need maybe some more grounding, you need more guidance of an energy I think this could be a really beautiful combination of manifester projector. But it's just the same thing as astrology. Like, oh, what's the best compatible zodiac with my sign? Like, we have so many different zodiac energies within our own chart. We have planets here, planets there. You know, I'm Virgo sun, but that doesn't mean much because I also have moon in Libra. I have my north node in Gemini. I have a stellium of planets in Sagittarius. So not one person is just what their sun sign is. So therefore, you can't just be compatible with whatever the sun sign is because there could be multiple energies in something else that's compatible with you and that jives. So for me, I feel like experimenting with all this and learning more about it, it really boils down to being conscious about your energy type and the other person being conscious and willing to learn which of course you're not experiencing as an empath with a narcissist. The narcissist is not somebody who wants to change. And the first person on your path of growth that is not going to like it, who's going to gaslight you, manipulate you, and push back, tell you all the lies, is that person who doesn't want to change. And typically that is an NPD narcissist. It pains them too much to change. I guess they would rather die than change in some extreme circumstances like it, it just I guess probably they won't because narcissists are all about self-preservation so a gun to their head I guess they would say of course they would change but you'd have to have the perpetual gun to their head for them to actually make the conscious effort to do the work to change because it takes work right it takes conscious work going to the emotional gym going to the 
doing all the exercises that help rewrite those automatic negative neurons, right? Whatever is easy is automatic. And apparently it's negative because the negative locks in more to make sure we survive and are part of the, yeah, whatever. So it's survival. So it always goes back to, is this person that you're with, are they consciously willing to be open to learn about this? Are they consciously willing to change? And are they showing you in their actions? That is it. That is, it all boils down to that after talking so much about the different types and the human design. Are they willing to change in their actions? And only time will tell. And you need to be cognizant and aware. You just can't put your rose-colored glasses on now. Now that you're aware, you need to really be unbiased and document and say, wow, he said he would do this, but he's not doing it. He's like, okay, I'll give him a week. Okay, he's still not doing it. Okay, give him another week. The change, the actual actionable effort to change happens immediately. Have an argument, come back after, let's say, the most 12, 24 hours. Have that discussion. This is what needs to change. This is what I need to work on. This is okay. And then the other person says, this is what I need to work on. And then... Yeah, and then the actions, you see the actions that day, the next day, and it stays the day, the next day, and the next day. But that takes mindful consciousness, reminders from you as well as them to, sh- to make the shift and to change. Yeah, but always, I would say for everyone, if you wish to feel grounded, spend time alone in nature. Long story short, that is the conclusion of this topic today. Narcissistic manifestors will plow through everything, will not inform anybody of anything, make drastic choices and changes, and be at really intense energy. Narcissistic projectors are going to be very hot-headed, bull, I guess bull-headed, stubborn, arrogant. They know everything. No one's doing everything it right. No one's doing it properly, like criticizing those around them. Thank you so much for listening to today's human design topic. And another shout out to a wonderful listener, LMJS1979 for your review. Thank you so much. It says helpful information and guide. First, I love Raven's voice. She has such a calming tone and is easy to listen to. Second, The content provided here is so helpful. The way she guides with compassion and understanding to help you heal after being narcissistically abused is so validating. She gives such a variety of ideas and tools for healing. Thank you. Thank you, LMJS1979. Keep your reviews coming and you never know, you might hear your name or Apple handle shout out in an upcoming episode. I'm so grateful for you listening, finding the show, and sharing it with your friends. It would give a great boost in the heart-centered algorithm to rate and review this podcast. If you are enjoying it, take a screenshot, share it on your socials, share it in a text message to a friend that you know right now needs to be pulled out of the quicksand. And remember, always keep your unique light shining.
time I'm fading fast I just wanna make it last Try to let go of the past I close my eyes, embrace the blast Sleepless nights and headaches stack Restlessness to hell and back What's my purpose, what do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack And sometimes you just gotta believe There's something that'll give you relief There's something that'll have what you need what you need we're broken it's tragic we're not all elastic but maybe there's magic believe